All right. Won't do that. <laughs> if you got to hold it, Mike, that's fine. Dude. No. Mm-mm. Mm, we're good. Yeah. All right, man. We are live. Um, guys, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to redirect us cuz I feel like for everyone watching here, I know that no one's in here quite yet. We got a couple popping in. Welcome to everyone coming in here, but I want to just take a second because I saw I saw Mike Pipe randomly at Parksville <laughs> Beach. On the Akoe. Wow. <laughs> Out of absolutely nowhere. Chase, I feel like I haven't seen you in a year. Uh, no. It's been so long. Not that I was seeing you at the office too much, but we, uh, we're we here now. And uh, yeah. I know it's been a little while for all those you know coming in here. Appreciate you guys jumping in. This is Chat 10 Sports. We want to say welcome to everybody. I'm Trey Wynn. I've got Chase Green and Michael Piper. Uh, we are the three for tonight, and we'll be discussing as the as the topic graphic says. We're touching them all, folks. We're going all yeah. the above and talk about some of the biggest things happening in the NFL, NASCAR, MLB, SEC, NFL. We'll probably jump around here and there. Um, I've got a little little story from from mine, but I did want to throw in a nice little little, I guess, question for all of us and for all of you watching as well. What's the best pizza you've ever had? Where, who, what? What chain do you prefer? And then, as the graphic says, yeah, I got a pedicure, and uh, um, I'm here to talk about <laughs> yeah. it. Per the, per the request of some of our of our audience on uh, social <laughs> media, and uh, yeah, guys, thank you guys for so much for joining for all those watching. But Chase, take it away, homie. Yeah, as always, guys, we want the interaction. We need the interaction. You know that whole algorithm fun thing. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you can help us out, like it, share it. Um, we want the discussion too because we're all kind of bored and excited to get back to see at least a little glimpse of sports or now we have dates we have time so as always yes. share us out comment on we yeah help us out throughout the show we want to talk to you mikey pipe yeah uh i don't know if you guys are new to us but we'd love for you to also check out our website chat 10 sports.com um we're pretty proud of it we do a lot of good things on there mainly podcasts right now but you'll see articles every now and then especially sports get rolling back up so we'd love for you guys to check us out um the algorithm again we're the back algorithm. at it the algorithm is a big deal. Yes, yeah, indeed. yeah. I just took a little sip of my delicious IPA this evening, and I am. Uh, I want to welcome you all in. We want <laughs> to make sure you know. <laughs> we want to make sure everybody knows this is actually presented by Parkway Poorhouse. Uh, they've been open for uh, Chase. Remind me, a month or two ago, they did take out, yeah, and they've been open for about a month officially. Yeah, with phase one. So been, been there a you, couple times already. Yeah, have you? I mean, I'm jealous. We were again a pedicure story for later, but we went to Asheville, and I was sitting here saying, I haven't been to Parkway in quite some time. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, for all those actually jumping in right now, give us a favor, say hello in the comments. Like Chase said, invite your friends in. We would love to have you share your thoughts with us because again, a lot of stuff's going on right now, even though no actual live sports are taking place. Um, I did want to jump in off the top. I know we had a little, we have a little outline that we're going to work off of, but I wanted to go straight to college football. Mm-hmm. Um, our guys at the Midday 180 in Nashville and 1045 The Zone today, or excuse me, yesterday, uh, had AD Phil Fulmer in. What's up, Lucas Watson? Good evening, sir. Uh, <laughs> we we got got to hear from uh, the AD uh, at University of Tennessee, obviously, uh, mm-hmm. Coach Phil Fulmer. I was I was surprised. I know the three of us have heard it. If in case you did not hear it, in a nutshell, they basically asked him. So, what's the plan for the fall? What are you thinking? And to my surprise, I don't know about you guys. Give me your thoughts whenever we're done with this. But the biggest takeaway for me was the he is expecting a full Neyland Stadium. Um, I don't know if there are if full is changing its definition. If it's something that 
certain sections are open, you know, now that COVID is officially a part of our lives for probably the next year, at least, even as we've been in it for what, four or three or four months now, it seems like it's been over four, over four months now. Yeah. It's I'm, I, we've been working from home. I know uh, it's, I'm sure a lot of folks are as well, but um, yeah, it's just something that were you guys surprised to hear Phil Fulmer basically break down that, Hey, we're expecting everyone to be there. Obviously I'm sure there'll be precautions, hands on mm-hmm. hand sanitation stations, masks, all that will be encouraged. But give me your thoughts on what AD Full Fulmer had to say on the Midday 180. Um, I was pretty excited to hear it because he seemed optimistic but also realistic. Um, they are doing a really good job, it sounds like, with the state. And, you know, Big Phil, he loves to make connections and he can talk to a wall. And I'm sure he's buddy-buddy with all those guys now. They're all his best friend and want to be his best friend. And we all know how big of a deal football is to this state and what it's going to mean for all of all fans. So having him around to, you know, give us what sounds like going to be a good idea and a good plan to implement and, you know, just taking the correct measures because I think we're all a little worried of how it's going to go. I don't maybe not worried, but we, we have a good idea of how it's going to go whenever we get all these college kids back in one place or, should we jump the gun? It seems like everything's okay, but numbers start to tick and you don't know what to believe. So Phil seemed pretty level-headed and I was pleased with um, all of his good times that he had to save yesterday or today. Was, was it today, right? It was yesterday. I think we all listened yesterday. to the We listened to it today. Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Great feature yeah. for the midday, by the way. They're they're uploading everything now, so in case you can't hear it, I find that as I'm working from home, I'm not listening live, so it's nice to have the podcast. Yeah. yeah. But Mike, what do you think, brother man? Yeah, I mean, I think, I guess my takeaway from that was um, that they're at least preparing for the full stadium, so that they're like working towards that. But they also, I feel like, have the caveat or have the understanding that that could change. You know, it's one of those things. I think the quote he said, it's easier to scale down than it is to scale up. Like if you go in right now expecting 50K or 40,000 in the seats and then all of a sudden we've got a vaccine and and the numbers trend went way down, if that were to happen, then all of a sudden you're scrambling because you're like, shoot, we had a game plan for, you know, 30, 40. We didn't have a game plan for 100. So I think, you know, for me, it was encouraging to hear that 100 is at least on the table, that it's a conversation like conversation are being had that they're planning for ways that that can happen with the coronavirus still ongoing around us um but i think if i was like betting i would still probably i'm not expecting for there to be you know probably more than 50 or sixty thousand in the stadium this year i wish like i hope that i'm yeah. wrong or, i really do um but i think at this point it's more of just like a well we're gonna plan and we're gonna hope but you know at, at the end of the day um they'll i think they'll be a little bit at the mercy of you know, what the governor decides. And I don't know, there's probably going to be a lot of pressure and I don't know. It's not to get too political, but I think, I hope that it works out the way that they're planning for with a hundred thousand, but I know that they're going to have plans probably in place for a hundred thousand, 80,000, 60,000, 40,000 um, just to make sure that they're ready for whatever may be thrown at them. Cause that's the thing. Like, I feel like with all of this, the killer is, is just so much uncertainty. Like you don't know what the next day is going to look like much less like the two months from now, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I might have lost you guys for a second there. I don't know if, if, if the connection broke down, but um, for all those jumping in here, appreciate you guys doing that. Obviously, we're talking about the Tennessee Volunteers. AD Phil Fulmer said yesterday on the midday 180 out of Nashville that he's expecting a full stadium this fall. 
let me ask you guys this, and for all those watching with us, do you plan on attending any live sports in 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 person at a stadium? Because I've actually, not to jump topics here, but I've actually had conversations with Titan season t- season ticket members, um, some Braves people, you know, folks that go down a lot. And are you are you planning on attending a game or any game? I'm talking if you want to go to the Hawks, if you want to go to the Titans. Vols, I mean, the whole Falcons, I mean, the whole nine yards, obviously, for those in Chattanooga, we have all those teams within two hours. Um, but as far as do you guys plan on going this fall? Um, I'm, I'm kind of – I think I'm with Captain Old Blazy over here. He comes in with us on uh, on Periscope. I, it'll depend. Like, if it's in, like, the thirty to 40,000 range, I imagine that prices are going to be ridiculous, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's going to be a premium top deal. I know what they're doing with, isn't it with Disney World, the, the the season pass holders, and then you can also pay a certain amount to get in. I I, I kind of agree with Blaze. It's all going to depend on what stipulations they have because you know if it's only twenty thousand people, God knows what that price is going to be. So right. yeah, I'm on that. I'm on that line. I, but I'm also one of those people that wants to see my grandma. So do I really want to go out there and do that? So yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm a little iffy, but I'm leaning towards probably so. Bye. Uh, you know, I was planning to go to Norman this time last year. <laughs> oh, so pumped! <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. I I definitely will go. Like if I can afford to, and if there's availability, like I'm I'm probably maybe not as conservative with with the with the COVID stuff as I maybe should be. Um, I'll wear a mask to be considerate of other people at times, but. Generally speaking, like if it's up to me being at a game or not being at a game, if I have the resources and the availability, then I'll be there. Yeah. Real quick. So, like, if it's an early, heck, even up to early October game, how tough is that mask going to be? You know? Well, I'll tell you because. Especially the dry mouth after an IPA, like old Trey Wynn. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm actually I am fighting it right now. You're calling me on my, on my spot. I wanted to give volunteer traditions a shout because a gator, as opposed to a mask, it breathes a lot more. This last weekend, um, while well, I got my pedicure, which we'll talk about later, um, spent, the, spent the weekend in Asheville, and right now they're in the very early stages of reopening. You're required at all times to wear a mask. So we bought, I mean, just on, on the, not on the street, but on a, in a boutique, my wife found some that were $10, $12, but they were actual, uh, you know, cloth. They weren't the disposable ones. They were actually cloth. And I'm telling you, for anyone that wears glasses or sunglasses, even at a, at a game, if you're trying to wear your coasters and look good, um, it's, you know, you're going to fog up. There's a little bit of, you know, people were saying you can take some Barbasol and put them on your glasses to try and offset the fogging, which is, again, new world, new life, new everything for COVID life. But. Um, but it is something I think, yeah, there are certain discomforts I think we'll all face. Um, especially like Chase, you made a great point, man. I want to see my grandmother. I would, I, it's something for me. I want to be around. And even for us with chat 10 sports, we do our watch parties here for the Titans, Vols, Braves, Predators. So obviously we want to congregate together, but how do we do that? How do we, how do we do that in the best way? Yeah. How do we do it in the safest way possible? Because like Mike said, like I've kind of been looking at stats for COVID, Looking at there's so many different opinions and you know shout out to our guy our, our friend Buckethead on on Twitter good guy out of Nashville that uh, he and I were kind of not going back and forth but just having the discussion of what are the stats saying right now because there's guys I mean 
Anthony, it was Dr. Fauci saying one thing, Clay Travis is saying something else. I mean, everyone's got their opinions right now, and you just don't know what to think. And all the while, all the all the while they're talking about these new this new living, this new life, and Phil Former saying he wants a full stadium. Goodell is saying he wants full stadiums. It's like, yeah, what are we doing here? You know, what's what's the actual situation? Because obviously in Tennessee or I think across the country, really, cases are still going up. But the death rate is kind of, or I, I believe I have that right. The hospitalizations are not going up. No, it's uh, it's mostly like the herd, herd vaccine or herd mentality as far as like it's it's coming to the twenty and thirty year olds because we are getting out and about, and a lot of people are asymptomatic, especially at our age, you know. Yeah. So we're just getting it, and that's what I think most people are afraid of is um, these college kids are going to get back on campus. Uh, they're going to have camp I think in like late July and then get back on campus and then the students come in and they're around you know all 25 30,000 people at their respective schools especially like big D1 schools and then people are going to start getting it they're going to start testing positive and I don't know what the testing's going to you guys know what the testing's going to be like for them is it going to be daily weekly I, I don't know what, what they're planning for this fall, but I know like the UFC, I mean, Dana White, God bless the guy. He's been tested probably 20 times, it seems like, with all these you know, <laughs> the, the fights that they're doing, which is, you know, it, it's, I mean, if you watch these videos of people getting tested, it looks excruciating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Obviously, we all know it. It's going back, you know, through your nostril and basically touching the back of your head. Um, mm. and, and now it's, I know there's probably alternative methods of blood testing, um, and speaking of people who are who are uh, asymptomatic, friend of mine had had someone who is basically has has been exposed to it. They got tested, they were negative, but they were positive with antibodies in their system against the virus already. Which is kind of mm-hmm. one of those things where it's like, again, we we still don't know. It's been four and a half, almost five months now, but we still don't know what we're talking about or, or what we're doing. Um, but yeah, it's just something for me that there are still so many unknowns. It's there's so much happening. Uh, in both directions, shut everything down. Let's put our masks back on. Take the precautions. Remember when they were saying, "Don't touch your face." Oh, I feel yeah. like I haven't, I haven't heard that so long, man. No. But again, not to have a long-winded COVID discussion, but it is something that, as far as the sports world, I just want to make sure that, um, again, these are people who I know out of Nashville that are die-hard Titans fans that are saying, "I'm, I'm probably not going to go," which is surprising. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys hear also what they're going to do the first? I think it's going to be like the first six to eight rows for the NFL. Mm-mm. So they're going to be essentially pushing everybody back. So even if you're a season ticket holder, you're going to be – the first six to eight rows are going to be axed. Like they're, it's probably going to wind up what it sounds like. I was This was coming from Clay. Um, it sounded like he was pretty positive. It wasn't like a Clay theory. It was just a, hey, this is what it sounds like it's going to be, is they're going to push those rows back, and it's just going to become ad revenue space. Hmm. So – they're just trying to – it's for player health, basically. Yeah. Making sure that they don't come in contact. There's no Lambo leaps. So there's going to be a lot of weird fan interaction that's going to be ex-nade from the NFL. Because, I mean, even even not just Lambo, it's the most famous one, but the dog pound and all these other things that are just – they're going to be gone. It's yeah. It's going to be there. So it's going to be interesting to watch. I, I know I don't want to keep harping on COVID, but it's just a huge deal. It's going to have to happen. Talks are going to have to be had. So Right, right. 
Yeah. And it's something, too, I know we, we want to talk about NBA. I mean, it's literally touching all bases. It is all the above because COVID, COVID obviously has affected all of us in so many different ways. And it's just something I, I and even Phil Fulmer was saying with the midday, like we don't want to have this attitude, but we're past this, we're through this, and then throwing all caution to the wind. Yeah. I mean, dude. I don't. I, obviously, I've not. I've not suffered through the 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 symptoms and everything with with COVID. But what I hear from those who have had it or have it right now, you feel like you got hit by a truck, you know. And it's just something that it's. Is it worth risking? And again, like Chase pointed out earlier, is you carrying that virus and and the and everything to someone who is who does have a, a weaker immune system or a ongoing, you know, medical condition or whatnot. It's just, it's just all those things that you have to think about versus just selfishly getting back to life uh, as we knew it. So let's, uh, let's take a break here from, from COVID talk. I know it's something, obviously we're going to probably touch on everything here uh, or it, it will probably impact everything we're going to be talking about tonight. Um, I want to make sure everyone that's that's jumping in here with us knows this is Chat 10 Sports. If you're new to us, check us out at chat10sports.com. You can find all of our podcasts, our articles, basically everything you need to get to know about us and how you can be a part of the community. If you're local here to Chattanooga, we have our fan groups that we are planning, still planning, kind of working through the details right now as far as what our watch parties will be like. But Chase, give the folks a little testament to what these watch parties are like. So, man, it is an atmosphere that especially here in Chattanooga, that it's kind of tough to find. There's a few bars, a few bars that I've had, you know, good, enjoyable times watching a game. But now we've got these groups and it's kind of fun and we're really starting to build like a friendship thing. Like it started as like, oh, hey, you like this and I like this. Let's just get together and then let's get on this Facebook page. And then we start to find out about this person's kids and that person's other lifestyle. And you kayak, I kayak, you know, it's, it's been, it's been, <laughs> It's been fun, so it's kind of nice, and uh, also it never hurts to get a little wing and beer action on a Saturday or Sunday. So, Let's Mike Pike's be, Mike Pike's be coming back down too, man. One of yeah, these days, man. I'm yeah, get down there. Yeah, yeah we got to have something for Mike. I know, obviously, <laughs> you got a lot of plans happening right now for you. And there's small young. small details in his life are happening. Yeah, <laughs> just a few, just a few. Our guy is engaged. For all those that don't know, this is the the Mike Pipe. So, uh, yeah, it's exciting times, man. But, uh, <laughs> but let's jump on track here, guys. Obviously, it's a touchy subject because there is a huge. This is the situation in our country right now. Obviously, the minority conversation uh, there's so many different opinions flying back and forth across the battle lines it seems i hope that doesn't deter our viewers from sticking with us because we're not going to be jumping back and forth and, and sharing one way or the other but obviously bubba wallace has been in our mouths for the last week and a half obviously through this whole mm-hmm. thing um it's something with the, the you know noose being found in garage bay four uh, at the nascar event in talladega <sighs> guys let me ask you this because there's a lot of folks that right now are making comparisons to Jesse Smollett or as Dave Chappelle called him, Juicy Smollett. You know, it's it's now kind of a running joke, but I'll I'll start us off here because honestly, whether, whether or not you're on the right side, left side, it it really does not matter to me. It's something for my, my opinion that you guys can share whatever you'd like. Um, I think Bubba Wallace is getting, getting grilled uh, for a lot of stuff that he did not necessarily do. To make the comparisons of a Jesse Smollett or you know that whole situation today, the NASCAR uh, organization did release the the photo of the garage day garage bay pool uh, handle. Um, 
obviously it is a noose. It's something that there is a specific way to tie a noose, but I'm not going to, again, I'm not trying to, to, to draw lines here, but give me your thoughts on the situation because I'm at the point now where I think Bubba Wallace is trying to make the best of a terrible situation. He's shared his thoughts. He's stuck by what he went through that, that day, but give me all his thoughts on where he is and, and what NASCAR, uh, kind of the situation with NASCAR right now. Good, Mike. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's I don't I don't agree with people comparing it at all to the the situation with Jesse Smollett or whatever his name is. But um, I think that honestly, to me, it was a lot of well-intentioned people trying to get out in front of something, which I appreciate the openness and the honesty and the transparency rather than try to hide it and conceal it. Uh, I felt like they thought something racist happened. They brought it to light. And then we saw the NASCAR community really rally around Bubba, um, which to me, like. I think restored a little bit of my hope, hope and faith in humanity. Um, just seeing the way that people responded to try to be there to support him, um, irregardless of the fact that it turned out that it wasn't a hate crime, that it had been that way for a long time. And I think it's unfair to criticize, um, to criticize Bubba. I know some people are upset that he like doubled down on it being a noose. And but the fact of the matter is it was a noose. Now, whether it was, it wasn't tied to be a noose. It was tied just to be a garage handle. You know, to pull down the garage door, but easily, I mean, you can see it looks like a noose. So um, I, don't, I don't know why people are so up in arms and are calling this like a big hoax. To me, it's a big misunderstanding for sure, but there's no reason that Bubba should be getting any flack or anybody should be speaking out against him in my estimation. Yeah, I definitely agree because I just think it was just horrendous timing and a big misunderstanding all combined and my gosh, what a what a weird coincidence, I guess is the right word, as far as, yes, I saw the pictures uh, a little bit before the FBI investigation came out. And so, like, I didn't I didn't know, like, that that was about to be said. So I thought in my mind, I was like, oh, my gosh, did he really do this? Did he do the Jesse Smollett comparison? But I also have heard Bubba talk this week, and I'm like, he just doesn't seem like that kind of guy. You understand like somebody's vocal tonality and like you can how they carry themselves and also how how bad is it that everybody that saw this in Talladega in NASCAR was like no it doesn't surprise me I guess that's the worst part about it is we yeah. all we all just assume like oh I get it yeah I see it so that's another thing that needs to be changed in NASCAR was our first instance was like oh some dude especially with the rebel flag situation it was just the worst timing for what's really a pull down. And I heard a really good thought today was, listen, I, I know it looks like a noose, but you got to understand the kind of guys that are in these bays that are putting up stuff. They're just trying to meet. They're like the smart guys that figure out stuff. They're, you know, they're operating their, their hands on handyman. They're just creating the most complicated situation for a hanging of a rope or a pull down, you know, it's like you could just create a knot, but they want to make it as beautiful as possible, make it easy. You know? It's those kind of guys. So it's just a horrendous timing and a weird coincidence that he got that one, because I guess there, there were a few others, but everybody else was like, there's six pull downs. It's a knot. And it happened to be his bay. Yeah. So it's just weird, man. And I, I hate to see it because that was my first reaction whenever I initially heard that he had the news. And I was like, oh, big surprise. NASCAR fans, 
maybe in Talladega that want to rebuttal after a stupid, you know, rebel flag article comes out or the banning of a rebel flag. I was like, really, really like, this is what we're going to do. And then I tried to be rational. I was like, well, could be a weird misunderstanding or a horrendous joke, but, uh, I'm with you. I don't know if he should have doubled down. That's the only thing is I, I know what he's trying to push. It's he's trying to be a little bit of an activist as far as, Hey, I had a platform in a different aspect. Maybe this brings it down, but all the while there's still a lot to be changed in NASCAR as far as our initial perspective. Cause I know yeah. everybody was like, no doubt I can see it. They probably did it. Yeah. So there is a lot to be said there. Sorry to be long-winded on that. No, no, you're, you're good, man. I, I, obviously, it is a long-winded situation. You have to really chew on it to think about it. It's something for me that I've honestly – this entire situation from protesting, Black Lives Matter, I mean, the whole nine yards, it has really caused me, and I'm sure you guys feel the, the same way, to be in, you know reflective and, and kind of internalize this stuff as far as where am I at? What do I need to be thinking about? How am I doing with this? Because obviously, I feel like in any situation, politically, just even across the media landscape, you know, across the country, typically this the the, the minority is the loudest with this stuff, right? I mean, if we're here in kickback, I know I know today we posted some stuff on our Facebook and Instagram. Uh, and got some comments and just kind of saying that NASCAR is is a woke joke and um, a lot of a lot of different you know kind of heated and unnecessary comments, which I mean it's, it's social media, so it kind of comes with the territory. But at the same time, I'm not going to go on a you know a, a tinfoil hat rant. I'm not going to go on a limb and, and try and make this some type of theory that that sounds like it'll exist. But it makes you wonder if NASCAR was behind this whole thing because it wasn't Bubba Wallace that broke this story. It was NASCAR. They put him in you know in, in Garage Bay Bay Four knowing that that could have been there. And it's just one of those things, man. It just makes you wonder what took place. Um, again, I, I'm, I'm kind of sympathetic for Bubba Wallace. I think he is just obviously in a – he is a – you know, he is obviously the only African-American in the entire sport. And it was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. I don't care what the situation was. If you want to say it was real or if it was fake, to see the entirety of NASCAR come behind an African-American man in the heat of all this stuff, Confederate flags, monuments coming down. You know, we see videos every single day of things happening across this country that are good and that are really ugly, right? And it's just something that you're not going to sit there and take that away from a guy. And, and again, everyone's you know has a right to their own opinion. But Bubba Wallace is making a change in the sport. And to be honest, I mean, this is why I kind of have this it makes you wonder thing. NASCAR took the front stage and had the spotlight for the last four days, five days before all the the bad news of this thing hit. Right. I mean, he was the one guy, he was the one African-American guy and they wanted to show that they were going to be, you know, open-minded with that to uh, embrace the guy and be proud of the guy and, and, and back him. And it was awesome to see it at the time. And I think it's still awesome. It's just unfortunate that, yeah, the guy, again, I don't think he originated the idea of it. I don't think he set it up because like Chase said, there were other situations, other garage doors that had the same setup, but it's just something that's really unfortunate for him. I don't push it against him. I don't think it's um, his fault. I don't. I don't hold it against him at Wallace at all. But that's just no. where I'm at with it. So, so I think uh, let's let's move on here. Um, obviously, the situation is going to continue on until you know. It, I guess it just 
floats on down the road, I guess. But um, yeah, let's talk some baseball, guys. Obviously, we have not discussed the drama, the ongoing sitcom, uh, and the jokes that it was with the conversations between the MLB and the MLPA, MLBPA, excuse me. Um, give me your thoughts on kind of Rob Manfred, the situation with the the owners. How has your opinion changed of the Major League Baseball organization? I would say it's extremely poorly, poorly run. Um, yeah, I think Manfred just kind of got exposed as being, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say maybe either a weak leader or a bad facilitator or a poor communicator. I'm not sure. Maybe a combination of all three. But the fact that I think what hurt him the most is that he came out and made that statement probably about a week and a half ago that he was 100% sure baseball was going to happen. And then like 48 or I guess it was probably three or four days later, um, he comes out and they're asking if he's still sure that baseball's going to happen. He's like, oh, you know, not really anymore. It's possible. We won't even have it this season. And so like that on top of all of the bickering going back and forth between the owners and the players and just being like, okay, this is ridiculous. These people are fighting over millions and millions versus billions and billions. And a lot of normal people right now are having a hard time putting food on the table because they're out of work. It just felt like extremely um, insensitive and tone deaf to what's really going on that they weren't willing to, I guess, compromise either way, really. And that it got dragged out so far. Um, I think Manfred should have stepped in sooner and just said, listen, we're going to have 50 games. Y'all figure it out, you know. Um, But instead, I think he allowed the conversation to go on too long, in my opinion. Yeah, Uh, I agree on that because – but to, I'll, I'll go on the other owner's side as far as not with the owners. I just think it's amazing that no matter what, these guys were pushing to be profitable, push back against the players. And I'm like, oh, so you buy this business, no matter what, it has to be profitable. It's not how this yeah. works, man. You're, right. COVID happened. A crazy pandemic that's oddly like not zombie apocalypse, but it's it's a pandemic. It happened. And mm-hmm. these guys are like, well, you know, we still got to make our money. Well, we all know. Like, <laughs> you're a billionaire, bro. You know, how to, yeah. you know how to run a business. You know how to operate. You know how to sell. Um, you've got a lot of things in your pocket that I'm sure that we don't even know about. So to, to push back and it's, you know, it's billionaires versus millionaires that are fighting for thousandaires, you know, it's like I, it's tough to watch. And they couldn't decide and they had a chance because – we all can agree. Baseball is like really fading back, especially in our generation's limelight. Football and basketball, I feel like, take huge precedent. Basketball a lot more probably now in like the younger generation because of just the way the guys work and their Instagram stars and the whole thing. Gamers. Um, so baseball is just like taking a taking a tick back. And they had a chance to start. I know this seems like forever ago, but they had a chance to start on July Fourth weekend. And that would have been awesome, like for them to have their first game July Fourth weekend. Yeah, and guys are reporting, so that's gonna be a, you know, it's gonna be something to talk about. But they had this huge opportunity to take a step in the right direction for baseball. Be the guys for almost a month is what would have basically would have been a month because uh, I think like soccer starts the 20, 20th or something like that. And, yeah. Uh, the PLL and um, a couple others start pretty soon too, but they would have still had 15 to 20 days of just baseball, crushing numbers. People are desperate. 
I've watched, even if you're not a huge baseball fan, you are no. taking it in. Yes, I've watched Sorry, Korean baseball games. <laughs> I have at watched 8 South Korean baseball games <laughs> at 8 a.m. I'm up at work. I'm on my voice call, and I've got the Seoul Warriors on over here. We're getting ready to go, and like, it's I'm desperate, man. I'm desperate. I ran through a lot of Netflix. I've read books. So we need it. We need this. And they had a chance. And I even heard some fun ones, and not to give Clay too much limelight, but he had a great idea. What if you, like, you know, gave it a little buffer and did, like, a home run derby support for, gosh, look how much money the freaking Tiger Woods thing did. Oh, yeah. How much money if you would have had a home run derby that weekend? How fun would that have been? Mm. They had a chance. That had steroids because I've recently watched the Sosa and uh, Mark McGuire 30 for 30. What you, you think? Know, I think it's one of those things again, like like Michael Jordan's deal, uh, kind of serve the purpose of of kind of bringing him to the new generation that's obviously kind of grown grown up from whenever he was playing. Um, that's still the same era. That's still the same exact time. I did not realize watching the MJ documentary that in other sports the MLB was kind of kicking it because. That I mean, my my oldest brother was almost graduating from high school right when that was happening. I think he actually has, and shout out to my brother Cash. Um, I think he had his senior picture with one of with him holding up the seventy second home run newspaper. Wow, I don't know if he still has it. That's probably worth something right now. But yeah, um, but yeah, I, I thought it was something that would be again, like you're saying, just to think of that time. And where baseball is right now because of this whole back and forth and really the greediness of the owners. And I think I think Manfred is the guy underneath the bus saying, I'm just trying to represent these owners, man. <laughs> you know, just trying to do my best. And it's one of those things that Goodell does the same thing. You know, he he looks like a horse's ass at times because there's probably 32 different guys and, and guys and I guess men and women who are going in 32 different directions, and he's the one guy who's supposed to be the hero whenever it's good and be the, the, the guy who's uh, underneath the bus whenever it's bad. But just, just to me, again, I, I think you're spot on, Chase. Like, what an opportunity that they missed to to have the spotlight, to have the time. And even if it's an empty stadium, even if they were to, I don't know, adjust, you know, spacing between a batter and a catcher or something like that to yeah. try and, you know, make some type of effort to get this thing going. Because obviously here in Chattanooga, I'm an hour and a half from from now Truist Park. It was SunTrust Park, and um, it's something to me that, yeah, screw that name. <laughs> I don't like it at all, but neither here nor there. Um, I'm just thinking of how many times we could have gone down. We could have had watch parties, you know, because like we were saying, or other events that get folks together to watch these teams. But it's really unfortunate for the sake of baseball. And like you mentioned, they they – are taking the backseat even to, I mean, the MLS is coming up. NHL has been exciting to watch. Obviously the NBA and, and, and the NFL, I think are going to be the two most popular you know, by some margin, but it's one of those things that they are. You didn't think that, you know, all the way through, obviously, I think we're speaking no. at this time since we're kind of behind the ball on that, but here, let's, let's talk about going forward. What are you expecting from, I think it was 60 games. And then all of a sudden the, the postseason. what are you expecting to see, I'm, I'm, I'll start us off here because I, I think it's going to be a whole lot more exciting. Each game's going to mean something. Yeah. Divisions or however they're going to split it up for this thing is going to be really exciting to watch. It'll be a race, and maybe they can get some people back. But but what do you guys think what this uh, this adjusted and I guess augmented uh, season will look like for the Major League Baseball? Yeah, it 
like you just said, it's going to mean a lot more. Um, I was actually having this talk with a friend of the day. We're probably going to be looking at some weird – they're going to try to adjust back to four-man rotations because you can't afford to, like, test out your fifth guy, you know, see if he's okay or not. But you also have to have rest periods. Um, sounds like it's going to be pretty condensed. So there's going to be a lot of tired arms. Um, and look at what happened. I mean, the Nationals were out of the playoffs in the first half of last season. And look at them now. You know, you're yeah. World Series champs. So pitching takes a while to get back t- to normal and especially up to speed. So that's going to take a while. I mean, yeah, the bats are going to be in play. And this is going to be wide open. And I know it's always like a – oh, it's general to say. But it is because – Pitching is going to be slow to start. Um, I, it looks like from watching, you know, I'm a big Freddie Freeman guy, so watching Freddie Freeman hit in his backyard, that's all he's done. He and his kid play baseball for like eight hours a day. So he's just hitting <laughs> on his on his simulator. So, I mean, that dude's going to be rolling. I mean, that, I can't wait for bats to start connecting. And uh, uh, also shout out to one of my – one of my older brother's friends, Corey Guerin from Ray County High School. The dude's just been pitching and working out for – I don't know, three months now posting on his Instagram. So I'd love to see that. He's a Minnesota Twins guy now. Um, so I don't know. These guys are – some of them are going to be really ready. Some of them are going to be out of shape, just like an NBA. Um, so it's like you just said, man, it's going to mean a lot more, and it's going to be exciting. There's going to be some tense games, some yeah. really tense series. Ain't nobody can take a night off. None of that's that's gone. And it's going to be hot. Yeah. And so it's gonna it's gonna be fun. What do you think, Pipe? Yeah. I'm excited to see it. You know, I think um I think it's kinda like when people for a long time have said like, oh, the basketball season's too long or the baseball season's too long. What if we shortened it so the games actually meant something? And we're kind of getting a sample of that. And I don't think that's gonna what's gonna happen in the long run. But I think yeah. it will make the games a lot more exciting. Um and I think that like it'll be I think you'll see a big spike in television numbers, not just because it's like the only live sport that's on for a little bit, but also just because I think like every game actually is going to matter. and It's going to actually affect who qualifies for the playoffs, you know. So I think yeah. with with that comes the increased implications of every game. And I think that'll create more um, viewers and more of an interest in the sport as a whole. Yeah. I'm excited to be honest because I know we opened the conversation today with uh, will you be attending any live sports in in, in stadium sports I should say and the one that's kind of got me in, intrigued is the Braves you know just like I mentioned we're we're pretty close um, the battery the whole experience I know Chase and I've been a couple times together but it's one of those things the experience alone uh, I mean. Because if you're going downtown Chattanooga, or if you're going anywhere that you're going to be out in public, you're going to be within certain distance of of what you would be seeing and, and walking next to somebody in a and and the open walkways at Truist Park. Now, you know it's one of those things that once you're actually in your seat, I don't know if they're going to try and spread people out or what it's going to look like for baseball to have people in attendance, or if you know I know the NBA is doing a bubble and Fauci's recommending the NFL do a bubble um, again no idea what's going to happen or what's going to look like. I'm just hoping that uh, for the sake of having sports on TV, that's all I care about because um, I, di- I did want to kind of point something out as far as ML because you, Chase, you mentioned the, the point of these, these billionaire owners just trying to squeeze out and save or make every last dollar to become profitable. 
Um, this is something that uh, I, I referenced the UFC and Dana White earlier, but a company called WEC owns the UFC, right? I mean, that's that's one of the the owning partners. They are losing; they're bleeding money right now. It's one of those things they've lost a ton of money. So them trying to do these almost weekly fight nights and these UFC 250 and now 251s at the end of July. They're, they are just trying to put a dent with pay-per-view sales into the deficit of what they're losing right now. Yeah. So it's not that they're even trying to make money. They're just trying to offset whatever they're bleeding. You know, yeah. it, it's, a, and it's unfortunate because, again, like you mentioned, if the MLB had taken that approach from the beginning of this thing, they would have been on for the – they would have had the – they would have been the bell of the ball oh, yeah. for the last two, three months. I'm thinking about the office. I think Mike. Mike yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it's what he thought. It's what he thought. Absolutely. It's prison Mike. It's prison Mike. You, my friend, will be the bell of the ball. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here, Mike, because I'm the only guy thinking uh, in the office. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, point point being is that obviously this entire situation was completely unforeseen. We did. I, I remember even having this gator here now. Uh, having a mask, when, like again, I've talked about Asheville probably three times. Just I, that's the first time I wore a mask. That's that's the first time through this whole thing I've, I've worn a mask, and it was really weird to get adjusted to. But I remember seeing vid- you know videos of other countries, and it's like this is weird. And then here we are now, <laughs> you know. But uh, let's touch the last base here. I, I guess we we could talk some NFL. Obviously, we want to talk some NBA because. Kyrie Irving's out there, so you guys just we'll jump to pizza and pedicure uh, here in a little bit. But let's let's talk about Kyrie Irving because again, I've made this well, I've made it very well documented. That I am not the NBA expert. I'm not the guy, as we've talked about in previous episodes. Mike? Whoop, I think we lost Mike Pipe here. Mike. <laughs> Mike. Well, we'll get him back. We'll get him back. Let's see if we can uh, take this off here, and we'll have that run on the bottom. Um, thanks for sticking with us. But, yeah, Chase, NBA, let's talk about some NBA here because Kyrie Irving's a guy that I don't quite understand. Strange um, fellow. I'm not sure what – and here's the thing. I know Dwight Howard's come out and saying, obviously with the protesting Black Lives Matter situation, it's probably best suited for the movement, as they're saying, to focus on that and making progress. I respect the ambition – but even going from that for Kyrie Irving to saying, let's start our own league. Um, I don't know if you can help me understand that situation with Kyrie because I'm just i I'm struggling, to be honest. It's something that uh, I don't quite get. So what is Kyrie Irving's mission through all this happening right now? Um, I don't know what Kyrie wants to be. I kind of feel like he wants to be like the overly intelligent – I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like that weird hippie guy that's like just wants to be so different and so out there that he's just going to say random stuff. And that's him. He, and you know, it sounded like there for a while, we talked about it a lot. Like he was getting like a a hero mentality. Like, Oh yeah, this is going to be smart. Well, they, they've tried this in a weird way back in the lockout. I think it was like Team Charles. They had like a red versus white game for like some charity. Um, but the funny thing is they started out, they were trying to like help pay some of the lower guys' bills with this money they were supposed to be making while this was during the lockout. So 
they're supposed to help pay bills, but also they're going to do some for charity. That didn't go over well. Um, so they gave it all to charity. Uh, and it was a lot of like just terrible out of shape guys. And they tried to run this thing. And it was like one game. And they were just trying to show that they had leverage in the NBA. Nah, dude. Uh, I'm sure nowadays it's totally different. All these guys have just great business managers and financial advisors. So there's, I'm sure they have way more connection connection than they did back then, but tough, man, tough <laughs> idea, especially coming from Kyrie and the thing, sorry to come back to it. Thank you, Blaze. Um, and uh, Kyrie is an idiot, sir. <laughs> we, give him a hat tip there. <laughs> we, we like the, the world at one point, like for a day. And then they kind of, I think everybody else was like, what are we doing here? Uh, was they gave Kyrie like this power of like, you know what? I love it. Cause we were all just that week. You and I talked about it again. We were just so emotional, right? Like everybody was just on top tier edge all the time. Just exhausting mentally. Um, and Kyrie was like, yeah, let's start our own league. And people were like, you know what? He's right. And then they were like, he was the guy that was talking about flat earth. <laughs> it always comes back around. Man. Yeah, and then like suppose I don't I can't really think of other things, but also the guy that killed the Celtics last year and two years ago. People are like, I don't he's the worst teammate. He is the worst teammate ever. And then for 24 hours, he was like supposedly this outside the box leader. And then people came to the realization it's like not the best look. A they ain't making – I mean, without – because KD's defined he's not playing this season. It's just way smarter for him. Cap it out. That came out the uh, last couple of days to say that they're not uh, – Avery Bradley for the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, I think Brooks uh, – Zach Brooks, our other our other compadre, shared that I think J.R. Smith is looking at the Lakers right now, which would be an interesting reunion with LeBron. Uh, I just think about that timeout or whatever he did. Or, oh, the, the, the run back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just think about that situation. That might be, might be interesting, but, um, but yeah, dude, I, I, as we've talked about NBA for me, I, I, I've been excited. I've been playing a lot of NBA 2k through all the COVID stuff. Dude, I've been playing so many video games. <laughs> it's been a lot. It's like, you know, confession time, but, um, but yeah, for me, man, I, I've been excited. I don't know what this is going to look like. It's in, you said it's in Orlando, right? It's it's at Disney World. Um, I know I'm gonna again. If I'm not a baseball fan and, and the, the Braves had the last two months, I'm gonna be a huge Braves fan. I still, yeah. I'm telling Zach, I, I still gotta, uh, I still gotta find my team I'm committing to because uh, John Morant's been actually catching my eye a lot. Obviously, I'm a big Tennessee guy, but I've got my my TriStar Gator here thanks to volunteer traditions, but. Uh, yeah, that's another one. Who who are you thinking of? Are you thinking you're going to hop on the Grizzlies? Because me and my roommate were talking about that. I'm I'm a big Hawks guy. I know, I know. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I'm trying to find a team. I don't want to be like a bandwagon guy. Like my favorite player to watch. I love watching Giannis, but you can't jump that wagon. So I don't know. Like I want to find a team that's going to last a while. So I can't do the Memphis thing because I just don't think they're going to make it like past the first round because it's Lakers probably and it's tough. And but all I, of Memphis is booing Chase Green right now. I'm sorry, guy. I'm just being honest. So like, who who are you thinking about? Are you are you still you thinking you're going to rock Grizz? Are you going to go somebody else? Well, I could I could throw some shade at Zach Brooks and and just jump the uh, 
jump the Lakers bandwagon because LeBron and AD and the whole crew out there. Um, like you mentioned, I'll, I'll give you four teams. I'll give you four teams to where okay. the Lakers were on there. Obviously, the Grizzlies. As you mentioned, Giannis uh, is is just – I think he is uh, – So at least, Yeah, he's great to watch, but in 2K, he's unrealistically good. Um <laughs> The Memphis, yeah, Grizzlies are there. There's also the Boston Celtics, but I just, I just don't yeah. know. I just, there, it's these, it's these like you know big market teams that you always look at and you always see. Um, I'll tell you one team though that's kind of been the under the radar team, and I'm, I think you're gonna think I'm gonna say Zion, but I'm gonna say Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers. I don't know what it is about him, his play. I think, I think he's just a shut up and show up and play kind of guy. You know, he's yeah. just. He, and I, we've talked about Russell Westbrook and his the way he plays the you know the game. I, I respect a lot of those guys for the different ways they play the game. Yeah. Like I said, as I preface this whole conversation, I'm not a huge NBA. I'm not the most knowledgeable NBA guy, but to see the sheer talent, and I saw a poll, or I think I saw something on one of the major outlets this week, of which is more difficult between football and basketball, and it got my my gears turning, got me wondering, and I'm thinking, obviously, you know. Derrick Henry can run the ball like a freight train, but could he actually play defense? And that's one of those things. You just don't know if the guy could turn, play linebacker or defensive end or whatever he would line up and play like some of these guys do in the NBA where they're legitimately flipping court. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, we, we've talked – I mean, James Harden, I was actually listening – or I was swiping through Instagram last night, and uh, Bronny uh, James, LeBron's son, I think he was live streaming and got asked, you know, who are the best players besides LeBron? And, of course, AD, and I think Katie's on there, James Harden. But just to think of each of those guys and their own unique way to play both sides of the court, it's like i got to give it to basketball. I think you're going to go that way, but I want to hear your thoughts. What is more difficult between football and baseball – or football and basketball? Uh, They're just so different monsters. Like playing quarterback is – I'm like – I threw a pick and I played – flag football quarterback for like one play and threw a pick. So it's like, I, you know, <laughs> I was terrible, but um, I don't know, man, T to play at the highest level. And I think just because of the international volume and like how good you can actually be like, I, I go play pickup. Um, where was that? At? Oh, I played pickup in Nashville. Probably one of my first two weeks I'd moved there. And I'm just playing against like old maybe like third string Vandy players or second string Belmont guys and getting cooked, man. <laughs> cooked. Welcome to Honesty like, Hour with Chase Green. Let's talk about how many yeah. times you got roasted. And, I'm just, and I, I'm just amazed at like subpar guy, like not sub, subpar guys for college, let's talk on a spectrum here, Yeah, are unbelievable. I remember I, I played a guy, I think he's from like Duquesne. He's probably like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, pretty stocky guy. He's like 35, 40 now. Um, he put 38 on me. I was like, our, I was our only chance to guard this guy. And everybody knows how good he is. And, and every, all my team was like, you know, you played really good defense on him. So it's like, <laughs> what? So I have to go for 60, but you got and, him at 38. So yeah, and, I've always, and I've always been stuck in that spot where I'm the, it's not a good plan. I've had this since high school. Like, I'm the tallest player on a team at six foot two. And I guard, I have the worst plus minus in all of, Intramural basketball in Southeast and Central Tennessee, I think. But just like, so I think it's a little bit tougher because of how good you have to be, like, to watch these guys. I don't think I've, I'm trying to think, I don't think I've ever played anybody from the NBA. But 
I mean, just because, I mean, if you've ever played, played pickup, played summer ball, somebody around you, I, I've never played anybody. I've played some good college ba- basketball guys, but never anybody ridiculous. So yeah. obviously been to a lot of games, grew up loving the game, but I've also, I've also never played high school football. So I don't even know what a stud would look like. Yeah. I, I don't know the comparison, like playing the game, you know? So, yeah. But I also know I watch the offensive linemen, like watching Ben Jones and watching some of those guys and, you hear about how good UT basketball or how good UT football players are at basketball. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's tough. What do you think? Are you are you are you leaning on the side of basketball because of the flip switch? You know? Or yeah, yeah. Well, I think just that the 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 toolbox that you have to come with in basketball is is it requires a lot more of you. Now, I agree with you in the sense of like you know, I grew up playing football, played rugby in, for high school in high school for a little bit, and then played in college. So I mean, when you see an athlete. It's just you're. It's a different thing. There was a guy that we played against. We actually were supposed to be in the same class, but our high school got split, and a new high school came up, and we ended up playing them. I think in the quarterfinals or divisional. Um, but one of their linebackers uh, ended up going. I think he was D two or D three, but he was still at the high school level, just stronger, bigger, faster, the whole nine yards. And then to think yeah. of a guy like a Luke Keekley, who just recently retired. I mean, but he was a prized possession in the draft. And there's so many guys like now, I mean, obviously even a guy like Kyler Murray, who's just that type of athlete of baseball and football. And just imagine the choice that he had to make between baseball and football. You know, it's just, that's just so ridiculous. But it's it's one of those things that again, the type of athleticism it takes to be at that level. Cause I mean, I remember growing up and thinking, Oh, my buddy, you know, John Doe plays travel baseball. Yeah. So committed. Like you have to be at that level with what you're trying to do. And I was just like, man, I like girls I like partying a little too much. And this football thing is kind of fun on the summertime, but yeah, you know, to get some workouts in or whatever. But again, all that to say, it was one of those things. I, I, yeah. I would definitely lean basketball. Uh, if I had to make the choice between the two, did you give me a straight answer? Are you saying basketball or are you saying football? I'm, I'm going to say basketball, but that's just because I know it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, and I also, I'm going to say, I think my team and all I've got, I'm just, this is all based on ballism. I think the Sixers, the worst away team or non home team, we'll just call it that, is going to be my guys because I think they're going to make it to a second round. Really? They've got two balls, and I loved Al Horford. So Tobias Harris, Jason Richardson. You're my guys, and I don't. And I really, really dislike Ben Simmons. I don't know what it is about him. <laughs> I, I don't know if I like. Some days I love Joel Embiid, and some days I don't. I don't know if you yeah. watch much. Have you, you know, personality? Yeah, yeah. He. Yeah. I remember. I remember when they lost to the Raptors on that last like Kyrie shot, and oh just, yeah, the emotional reactions like, oh, I feel for that guy. But then there's times where I'm just like, stop, please. <laughs> What um, but yeah, that's just something. I, the 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 boss, the Celtics got me with with uh, Grant. Uh, yeah, that's another one. That, I'm 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 not I'm not opposed to going green. So if we want to hop on a Celtics yeah. wagon, <laughs> we go. Here's the thing. I know um, AA for the Braves, Antipoulos, the GM for the Braves, came out saying today they're not sure, or in the last couple of days. They're not sure how much the, the starters are going are gonna to go. They might play four or five innings and then you know, let some of the relievers come in or whatnot. 
I don't know if we're going to see a full game with LeBron, you know, or the whole crew, you know, or, or whatever that's going to look like just to try and keep them as healthy as possible. Cause you got to think beyond 2020, yeah. what happens if LeBron, you know, some of these, some, some of these, <laughs> and blaze comes back in here, giving us some vomit face emojis. To preference, blaze is a huge Lakers fan. <laughs> huge. Always has blaze blaze. Even through the hard times, been a Lakers fan. Gotta respect the, the consistency, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just something for me that there are. I think you gotta. You, you can focus with football on, on one specific thing and be good at that one thing. Um, but let's do this, man. I know we're we're kind of running for time here. We got about five minutes. We'll go a little bit over the hour mark. But I wanted to touch on NFL because obviously the conversations are kind of kicking back up. I've been watching a lot of pro football talk. I've been watching. Get up in the morning. <laughs> Blaze says he's a bandwagon Lake Lakers fan. Um, been watching a lot of football stuff, and it's I'm, I'm itching for it. I'm ready for it to get back into it. Um, but it's something for the NFL season. There's still a lot of actually really good players available right now uh, in the free agent market. Obviously, for Tennessee Titans fans, it's going to be Jadeveon Clowney, and I think it's funny. A friend of ours, Ballin Ali. Uh, out of Nashville, and the Kurdish Titans fans on Twitter put up a poll. I think he had JD on there. I think he had Antonio Brown. I think he had a couple other guys. And just by far and away, Jadeveon Clowney is the is the bell of the ball. <laughs> Hat tip to to Big Mike Pipe there. Uh, but yeah, he is he is who the Titans want. But right now, for all those watching, I got the list here. The, the top ten free agents still available right now. Obviously, Cam Newton going at thirty one years old. Interesting situation in his offseason this year getting cut in March, and he's still available. Probably the worst time possible because you saw so many other guys get signed. Yeah. Mariota got signed, I think, very early on in, in the offseason and re-signed. Jadeveon Clowney, Larry Warford, guard, that was with the, the Saints. Logan Ryan's still out there. Everson Griffin. Josh Gordon was one of those guys that Ballin put up. Excuse me. Of those guys, like my the biggest intrigue, I think obviously I want Clowney for the Titans. That's no no question. Where's Cam gonna go? I don't know. With especially because all the situations are gone. But if you're Cam, do you do the whole backup thing? And he's in that weird spot. And I was trying to explain this to somebody else. I don't want to go on this path, but it's just a similar situation to where Kaepernick was. Mm-hmm. As far as he's too good to be a backup, like mm-hmm. let's call it what it is. Yep. But he's too expensive for the back, but he's not good enough to be an elite starter, which he's close to that money. It's like this really shitty spot to be in, to be honest, as far as especially in the quarterback market where you're too good to be on a Second bad team. Like, yeah, to play on this elite team, but you're not good enough right now or you're a little like I guess in Cam spot, there's some weird little injury questions, and I don't know if it's motivation too, uh, where you don't want to get you're not going to get paid like you should on a bad team because they don't want to keep you around and win seven games when they could just win five, get a draft pick, and rebuild. So it's just this weird quarterback spot that you hate to see like those talented guys because he's still talented, he can still win. I, I know a lot of his career rides off of one season. Like a, Let's call it what it is. Like he's he's really good. Don't get me wrong, but a lot of his clout comes from that one season. Right. And he has the talent. 
I mean, I just don't know what's available like for him. I mean, I guess he's just going to have to – I mean, they always figure out something, but I don't know. What, what are you thinking? Well, I know a lot of conversations are pointing towards the Patriots, but I just don't know if Belichick's the kind of guy that wants to pay Cam what he's actually probably going to be asking for, and then all yeah. the, obviously what he's actually worse. Um, I know even – I was listening to Paul Kaharski's podcast today. Shout out to him. If you're a Titans fan – Go subscribe to Paul Kaharski's podcast. It's something that if you love him or hate him, the guy is the guy busts his ass at what he does. And he, he actually had a really good conversation about Vrabel and his similarities of how he's running the organization and team, uh, specifically with pass rushers and how the Patriots never really signed, even during the Vrabel era, or I guess whenever Vrabel was there. Vrabel was the only guy to ever have double-digit sack on that team. Wow. And it's almost and, – and PK was saying that it's almost as though the Titans don't – they think that they do not need a high-end pass rusher to really be that guy. Obviously, Harold Landry is still in – you know, he, he made some jump last year, but going out and getting guys like Cam Wake and now uh, Vic Beasley, kind of, you know, guys have been through it. They're, you know, got some age on them, obviously. Cam Wake was up there at 37, but um, I think Vic Beasley is still that same type of mold where he can do it. Uh, yeah. but he's obviously in that question mark era, but what's to stop them from going out and getting a guy – like a clowny. I mean, is it just the physical? Is it just the injury questions? Is it, is it the money? Because money. I think it's great that they're having the conversation to go get it, but still, Clowney's not known for his sacking ability. No. It's, it's, it's for his run defense. But all that to say, like, I don't know if, if Belichick is willing to go where Kim wants to go. And even to think of the system, I think, you know, like you mentioned, 2015 for Cam Newton was that, you know, hang your hat on that season. And you're going to, you know, always be remembered for that that year, but also that game where you got figured out and Von Miller stripped the ball from you and, you know, had a touchdown. It's like that's what I remember Cam Newton as and also his ridiculous font that he uses on social media that he goes through and changes all these letters. Um, But at the same time, I kind of feel for Cam. I'm not going to lie. I've been a guy that's been, you know, Scam Newton. Uh, You know, he was questionable in college because – Florida and then Juco and then Auburn and they win the national championship had a great year, but it's like, is Cam really that good? Or is it just like the old, the, the age old knock on a guy of, of he's a system quarterback, you know? And I don't, I don't know. Cause I, I, I watch him play because <clears throat> we'll get, you know, I, I lived in ETS. I lived in Johnson city for a while with ETSU. So uh, we get like where Fox would sometimes pick up their games on, on instead of the like the Falcons we get in Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. So uh watched a lot of him and man, the dude can spin it. Like he his arm talent really is there. He's obviously just a physical specimen. And I think that athleticism dropped off just a little bit. Just a little bit. And so that's he always got up in Carol. He got, he yeah. took some shots, man. Sure did. And um yeah, and I think he just uh I don't know. He got a little Hollywood He's he's had some tough goes at it. That that fumble, that fumble really hurts. It goes to show like going gets tough. How do you really look at it? And I don't know. I don't know how he's going to respond because is he willing to take less money and like fight for a backup spot? But where's that spot going to be now? Because like Marcus and Derek Carr, like that's you can kind of see like Marcus has got he's paid like a backup initially. But he's got all these incentives. If he's a, even if he's a pretty solid starting quarterback, he's going to get paid like it. 
Yep. Um, but, so he, I was looking for one of those contracts for Cam, but I don't know where that's going to be. I don't know. Is he going to go to Cincinnati or is he going to go? You know, yeah, I think like I think the only real place I could see him going is taking the backup role with the expectation of either grooming a guy. And I think I think the LA Chargers would be a really good team. I think he would look great in that baby blue. It's awesome that's new that came out with. Yeah, but it's just something oh, to geez. me that. Um, even a even a burrow, but it's, it, Cam's not going to get what he wants, and that's that's no. the, the fact of it, which is unfortunate because I think I think the the Panthers did release him a little bit late, and obviously all this COVID stuff, it's just it's just the way it goes. Even heard conversations about him sitting out the year, but to me, it's something that you know we'll see what happens. Obviously, there's quite a few other guys. We're not going to break down every single guy, but just wanted to touch on some NFL stuff. Um, I'm I'm excited. Today, Goodell said we're going full steam. We want our fans in the stadium. We're going to be on track. And obviously the Hall of Fame game has been canceled. It's much ado about nothing for me. I really I, don't care. I, I, I never cared about it. No, I guess I probably would have watched it because it's something. But, like, yeah. did we ever care about it really? Yeah. Could not. I mean, it, it's cool to see the ceremonies and yeah, you know, all that stuff. At the same time, it's, you know, I think today, I, think, I can't think of his name, Marcus Mosher on Twitter, great an analytics guy. Um, tweeted out today, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw one preseason game. I'm all yeah. one, just a single preseason game for the sake of just bad football. I mean, it, it's, it'll be fun to watch, you know, Logan Woodside and, and, and Cole McDonald for the Titans battle it out and see what happens there. But at the same time, if we get one exhibition game and you have a couple, you know, scrimmage type formats, it, it's a sticky situation because I even saw Malcolm Jenkins today on, on CNN, his new gig, um, talking about how he's not comfortable playing, you know, knowing that they could be around a full stadium. And even you mentioned six to eight rows back and you're still around, you're still getting right in there with 22 other guys or 21 yeah. guys. You're putting yourself at risk, which he could take it to his family and who knows what happens. So I, I get it. it. It's one of those things I think could, could be a sticky situation at some point, but you you never really know until you, it happens and, and, it, and it goes forward. But um, let's talk about your sticky situation. Yeah, yeah. I know we need to wrap this puppy up. I hope, hope Blaze is still here because Blaze is one of the guys that uh, that uh, asked me about this. I wanted to give a little pre, you know precursor. My wife and I been married for six and a half years almost, and it's been fantastic. Yeah, text Blaze, make sure he's still on here. Blaze. <laughs> so, no, I'm just kidding. But um, went to Asheville, North Carolina. Had a great weekend. It was fantastic. Ate like queen, kings and queens. We actually came back. We went out, you know, one way and came back through Knoxville. So we stopped in Turkey Creek. I'm like, what do you want to do, Spec? What do you? What's something you would like to do? She said, let's let's go. I'd like to get a pedicure. Oh, but this <laughs> my man. man. <laughs> like, here's the funny thing, man. So I took a picture on my Instagram. And I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up just for all those watching. So you can say I, I, I so you can see I did it. Um your boy went out here. Also follow me on Instagram. Uh it's uh just getting getting it done, getting my, my toes done. Uh, not done, but just getting them, you know, whatever they do. My wife could probably tell you everything they're doing. Um I did it and I have quite a few comments to my surprise from a lot of other guys saying it'll change your life. I, I, I did it once and I've done it every week since or every month since or whatever it is. A lot of guys coming out of the woodwork who are pro pedicure. Chase, have you ever had a pedicure? I've never had many or petty. Uh, well, 
I went in thinking a pedicure was a manicure and a manicure was a pedicure, but obviously I got I got my story straight. But let me tell you how this thing was. The four of you right here. It's incredible. Go ahead. Roll credits. <laughs> really? It was absolutely fantastic, man. So what's how what's the process? Can you give me like a quick rundown of like what when you when you walk in? Yeah. What goes, what goes in, down? You're obviously now COVID. You're signing on some some liability forms and taking your name. Can I get you a drink? Yeah. Let me get water. Um, and for all those that, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Blaze. Blaze is coming here. Our one guy tonight, showing some love and giving some comments. I'm Chase, I'm surprised Chase has never had one either, Blaze, because the guy is just gorgeous. Uh, we Chase, we will we will at some point go out and get a, a pedicure together. Wow, uh, uh, it's question. There's recent questions to be answered right? after that. Hey, we can bro. Okay. We can bro, man. Um, <laughs> Blaze. Um, but the the full review, it was it was extremely relaxing. I actually have my air my AirPods in, just jamming to some music, and they do a really good job. I will say this: they do a good job of not saying, "Hey, can you adjust your foot this way and do it that way?" Kind of guide you and show you the way. But I mean, from my knee down, I'm because they go up your calf, they give you a little you know massage, give you some you know moisturizer, some lotion. They they kind of kind of show you the way. My legs felt like. I, my, my upper half of my leg and my thigh just felt like, what are you doing? You're worthless now because my calf yeah. was smooth. My my feet, I'm telling you, I've never had a pedicure. And for all those that have, you, you know what they're taking off your feet, all those calluses and, and all that stuff. I'm not trying to get nasty, but it felt great. I'm, I'm not even acknowledging it. But, but what's that? No, I was just saying that's the fact of it. That you're, it's what they're doing. I highly recommend it. And for all those, my father-in-law included, I came back. They actually watched our kids this week. And he said, what are you doing getting a pedicure? Hey. I'm, I'm all about it. I'll, I'll be happy to go with you, man. Or if you want someone else to go with you, totally respect that. But it's just something I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. I'll recommend uh, it. Here's my thing. It sounds wonderful. So this big body has been trying to run a lot more. I don't know <laughs> what. I, I ran a lot. A lot of miles these last couple of I'd say I'd say about a month, about a month, picking up my mile pace really uh, for a solid four miles of the day. I got to under the hundred, the, the eight twenty mile marker per mile marker for me. It felt great. So, you know, I was moving pretty good. Got my mile time back under like a, if I ran just a solid mile, got it under sub seven. I'm feeling great. But the last couple of days, these feet. And that little calf that extended from calf to the ankle area is real tough, man. Taking a beating, hurting. So that sounded wonderful. Like almost like a weird, like metaphorical ASMR video. I don't know like what it was, but it was really you nice. your age, Chase. You're getting old, man. Yeah. You're Listen, getting old, brother. <laughs> I, you're dang right. I posted that picture. If you didn't see on my Instagram, Blaze Keelan has one of the greatest photos Ever because he ran at what was it? I think it was like a minute and fifty three second five miles, right, Blaze? Something like that. <laughs> Champion of the world, right there. Yes, but uh, uh, great stuff, I, man. I feel your pain. I've actually been doing some running myself with my my, my neighbor John Wooten. He's actually helping me kind of get some some form. You know, I've never been a runner, uh, but it's something that uh, form thing's tough. Oh, dude, 
Well, we, we live in a, a kind of a hill, and this is obviously oh, side. Yeah. So thanks for all those who are still sticking with us. Um, but yeah, we live in a hilly area, so we're kind of going up, and I'm I'm sucking wind. It's like, please God help me. But I'm telling you, the endorphin rush after is 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 the best high you can get. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's just wrap this puppy up. Um, obviously, for all those, this is a little bit different. Obviously, we lost Mike Pipe. I think he ended up texting us at some point, but I haven't been able to check it. Um, but it's something, if, if you're new to Chat 10 Sports, if you're local to Chattanooga, Tennessee, find us at chat10sports.com. Find all of our podcast feeds, social media feeds, articles, our fan groups. If you're a fan of the Titans, Vols, Braves, or Predators, come out with us to Parkway Poorhouse one time. I'm telling you, it only takes one time. One time. Come one out time. and hang out with us. Eat some delicious food. Be a part of the community and uh, be. And we've, uh, I wanted to preview this, but I'll, I'll do it in a second because we've got some things in the works in the next oh, month it. or two that will be announced. Oh. I'll say I'll say month or two. It might be sooner than that, but it's something that we have some exciting things happening that you do not want to miss out on. Our guys Zach Zach Brooks, Brian Hager, Chase, and myself, and are working our magic to make some things happen this fall. Again, we will be safely uh, executing this and all type of restrictions and precautions for COVID-19. So do not be concerned about those things. Keep an eye on all of our social media feeds. Find us at Chat 10 Sports everywhere. Connect with us. We appreciate you. Chase, it is good to see you, man. It really great is. to see you, man. We're going to be back every week now. I know. I've missed it. I'm excited. We got sports things, sports ball. We got it all. And <laughs> also, also, speaking of travel, to reiterate back to the Asheville I bought a $66 round trip nonstop flight from Nashville to Miami today. Yeah. $66. Bienvenido a Miami. October. October. Uh, I, I know I have one week schedule. But I might have to come with you, dude. Come on down. It's bachelor party. It's just <laughs> bros. I've actually uh, got to think about one other bachelor party for our very own Zach Brooks. But uh, Oh, wow. All that to say, we're getting we're getting long winded, but thank you yeah. everyone who watched. Obviously, Blaze has been a, a, a superstar. Shout, Shout out to you, Blazy. I'm officially a Blaze fan, um, but yeah, thank you guys, and make sure and check us out if you have not already. Chase, good to see you, buddy. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week, and uh, yep. check you next week. Meow. Yeah.